What is this? I don't know. I... I don't know. Honda. The power of dreams. Dean Pelton, I know how susceptible you are to advertising. Would you say I'm a level seven susceptible? No, because why would I? Because that's Moon Man talk. You mentioned a new kid earlier who told you about the new Honda Fit. Rick. Britta's boyfriend? Yeah, but he's not. No, he's a good man. And he wouldn't secretly be working for Honda because when we first met, he was secretly working for a completely different company. Are you? I, I don't know how to... I have a rule about being constructive, so I can't ask any questions right now because all of the questions that I have right now are rhetorical and they end with the word idiot. Do you know what a rhetorical... No, of course you know what that is. You're an idiot. Oh. I'm sorry. I am so sorry, but you're so stupid. You have no idea, and you're the only one who has no idea because guess why? Don't answer that, you'll get it wrong. Oh, so dumb. You're just a dumb little man who tries to destroy this school every minute. I am sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, it's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but... <laughs> Oh, so stupid. Oh, such a dummy. Moonlight, leading glass and healing needles, amputated parts are never whole. Too bright, dreaming as a screaming seagulls feed on parts of me I keep below. And I believe we've got the whole gang uh, back together. It's Why was that like John F. Goldblum? I, uh, well. Oh my god, JFK. I, JF Goldblum? Yeah. Ask, uh, ask uh, not uh, what your uh, country can do for you, but, uh, yes. Ask what you, you can do for your country. Can, uh, do for your country. That's a great, that's a great bit. That's, that's a great that's character. A bit... I'm, excuse great... me, I'm sorry. I gotta make a phone call. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Hello, Lorne Michaels? Yeah. <laughs> Do I have one for you? Uh, it's called Jeff F. Kennedy. <laughs> and he's... Jeff F. Kennedy. Jeff <laughs> Kennedy. And he... Oh, you're gonna... This is the new Gilly. You're gonna want to run this one once a week. <laughs> this is the new Target Lady. You've been looking for a new Target Lady. And now it's Jeff F. Kennedy. Jeff F. Kennedy. <laughs> Jeff F. Kennedy. Um, oh my god. Nature, uh, finds a way. <laughs> they, uh, you're just, it, it alternates between... It's just between... Jeff Goldblum with the Boston accent. It's literally nothing. Get fucking, uh... <laughs> Amy Poehler does a, Je a, jo a, jo uh, a Jeff Goldblum impersonation, and they're like, it's brilliant! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, there is a, there is a, a Joel McHale does a frankly mind-blowing uh, Jeff Goldblum on this very television program. Uh, yes. many, many seasons ago. <laughs> Wait, which episode did he do that? 
It's in beginner uh, pottery when he was up all night studying pottery. Are we recording? Pottery. Is it just for us at this point? Uh, it, I, I, it, 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 it's recording. I was not <laughs> going to let. I was not going to let Jeff F. Goldblum die on the vine. You know what I mean? Of, a little bit of Goldblum uh, got into him. I do have to remember where the record button is. Where is it? I where I feel like I can't find it now I in the know. Skype. I found Bottom it on left. all my other. Bottom left. Oh, it's bottom. Why would they move the? This is. I'm suddenly 85 years old. Why would they move that? I don't understand. I knew where that was. Companies change things every They change things. Now I don't know where my email is. Uh, but yeah, no, I was not. I was not going to let Jeff F. Goldblum just like disappear into the improv ether. Jeff F. Goldblum. I had to preserve that one for fucking posterity. <laughs> I gotta pass my. Be telling my grand one time on my podcast. I was uh, I was doing an impression of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and my wires were crossed, see? Yes, um, see, I smoked a little too much I, weed. I think, and, I, think uh, I know this might be a little bit of a controversial move on my part. I think we okay. need to just talk at least briefly about Suicide Squad. Sorry, no, that's the fine. Suicide Squad. I don't understand why that would be controversial. I don't know. Superhero <laughs> movies can be sometimes. <laughs> Well, topic. I think James uh, Gunn movies earn themselves a separate. That's that, valid. That's that's valid completely echelon. correct. Yes, they are. There's its own. It's its own echelon. Um, I don't have a phenomenal number of things to say about the Suicide Squad. It was what I wanted it to be, which is what if the Guardians of the Galaxy could kill guys? You know, shoot yeah. them right in the face and their head would explode. What if? What if Rocket yeah. Raccoon could just like completely fuck a man up (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly uh you know it answered a lot of my big questions what if Groot was a shark it answered a lot of my big questions and uh when they had the the nanawe scene of him rip like first of all love that they did a whole scene in like sun rain yeah Yeah. oh it's beautiful that blinding like really saturated like like, you can't see anything behind them it's like uh, all the white out just vague silhouette I've watched a lot of movies. I can't tell you how many movies I've seen that, like, attempt that visual palette, which is something we've all experienced. It's not many. Um, That was really, like, uh, kind of breathtaking. It was really well done. Very distinctive choice. And then the, uh, the, uh, the comic book shot. I loved that they... Like, rip and lightning strike. Oh! Oh, so good. It was so good! It's the best... Thor panel you've seen in like three years, you know, just like yeah. getting yeah. fucking ripped in half. Yeah, it was good. I also you know, fucking good. love the Nawe's fucking nom nom. Yeah, <laughs> just Sylvester Stallone doing one of the best performances of his career. <laughs> yeah, it's because the first performance where the scriptwriter was like, you talking is a chore, so let's make it <laughs> short and funny. <laughs> yeah, this is his best performance since Rocky 1, I think. <laughs> Well, you know before what this got, means, though, right? Before he got punched in the head a lot. What? <laughs> he took... <laughs> and after he got punched in the head a lot, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. just slightly fewer face punches. What were you, Jace, you were I was saying. just going to say, this means Speaking. now that I will not rest until I see a moment where we've got uh, Sylvester Stallone in one of the Fast movies, so we can just have, like, a Vin Diesel Groot Sylvester Stallone Nanawe reference. Yeah, oh that's going to be a moment that they would absolutely capitalize off oh of. Oh my god, please. Put please right? Sylvester Stallone. Vin Diesel car. and Sylvester and Sly. Put him Are in you a kidding car. Me? Put him in a car. Also, also <laughs> the next. Guy's the... going a little slow for me. 
<laughs> I'll tear your family apart. <laughs> hey, we can grab the put, put Sylvester Stallone in a monster truck. <laughs> put him in a Bigfoot no, style monster little, truck. Wait, they haven't done monster trucks. Y'all, the next, the next Fast and Furious just needs to be the Suicide Squad too. It's already got Peacemaker in it. Wow. We are slowly subsuming. I would act, I would love to see Margot Robbie in a Fast and Furious movie. Oh, Are you fucking my God. kidding me? Idris <laughs> Elba also fucking favorite. loves cars, and he was already sure. in the Fast and Furious franchise. Sure. What are you doing? Got your car. <laughs> they speak. Yeah, it'll be hard to. <laughs> Instead of nom nom, it's <laughs> It'll be very difficult to understand who is speaking, Sylvester Stallone or Vin Diesel. Like if they, if the camera is not pointed at their mouth, you'll be like, wait, which one? Which one's that one more time. Sorry, that's that's the that's the cinematic equivalent of I couldn't understand what you were saying from behind your face mask. It's like just no idea. If you can't see their mouth, no, I nope, <laughs> no clue. No, I need I need visual cues. <laughs> From these gentlemen. I'm gonna, I'm, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was reading your lips the whole time, and even then, I needed the subtitles. I just. I got. You know what? You know what? Better than all of this. Sure. Just let Vin Diesel act, and let Sly record the voiceover for Vin Diesel as if he's an enemy. <laughs> okay. All I right. Watch the fuck out of that. Okay. <laughs> or like you know, let's say you know Vin. Fast, fast ten. We open. Vin, driving he car in Antarctica. I don't think they've been there yet, right? And he falls, you know, the car, his American muscle car that he took to Antarctica crashes into, like, a glacier, and he freezes. And he freezes for, like, a long time. And then he comes out, <laughs> and he's Sylvester Stallone. And he's, I was gonna say, Stallone I was about now. to make a really controversial joke, but now I have to say it just so that the, the idea is out there. Uh-huh. They do a soft reboot of Paul Walker's character, and they try it out with Sylvester Stallone as him from back from like when he returned and they because just the thing is I mean, they, they don't they, reference they, it they, they just moment, start the, calling they him made brian one choice that really bothered me with one of the new movies where they were like you know what the husband he's staying at home with the baby i'm gonna return me the one that's never driven or fought in that was, any of these movies. jace that was literally fast nine she did the, the family i know that's what i was saying she has to oh, get her brother she has yeah. to oh, get oh. Jacob. Did I say one of them. I meant this one. I meant yeah. not. You, can't, yeah. you yeah. cannot leave her out of the Jacob Toretto conversation. That's I mean, his sister. Here's the deal. I, was I excited that they brought her back? Yes. Did that completely Good. invalidate all of the logic they established as to why he wasn't there? Yes. It invalidated Listen, that logic. In the audience. We just got to get over. That's failing oh, to realize. All I'm saying, problem solved, retcon achieved. It's about family. It's about family. It's about family, and sometimes family has to stay home with the kids because he died, and he can't be in the movie. But we want Jordana Brewster to be in the movie. Car, the very end. Well, yeah, but it's like you know, it's like a, it's a thing. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't there. He wasn't there in eight. (laughs) You know, in eight, they were just like Brian's not here. He's not coming. And even though we in the audience know that unfortunately Paul Walker has died. Brian uh, O'Connor is very much alive, and it's weird that he's not invited to the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know how long they're going to be able to go without doing a recast or killing off the character two, himself. Two more movies, gets... I think, is how long they have to go. How many? Sorry, two more movies? <laughs> two more movies. I think one, you know, slam bang I mean, two-part I finale is what we're expecting. Like, this was the first time where I was like, that's kind of... 
But like, also, that's kind of what we expected. Anyway, but also, like, what I thought this version of the Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, was my favorite iteration thus far out of the three films. Did you she's know she's that great. when she gets herself out of her handcuffs, she did that. Margot Robbie actually did that shit. Of course, she did. She's a fucking. Did she killer. hold the key in her toes too? No, she did the whole thing. That was just her, actually getting out of her handcuffs. So they shot that whole thing on wide, and they chose close-ups for parts of it. Or they, or they had multiple cameras set up because you couldn't see yeah. the other side of the room. Yeah, I think oh. you got it. You know, I'm sure it took a while. Like, it's not an easy. If you ever watch, like, no, no, it's the equivalent yeah. of her doing the the elevator moment in the first Suicide Squad movie, where she uh, like walks up the walls and on the ceiling in the elevator and kicks ass. She did that too. She's kind of she's like a fucking this, pro. She's, she's a, a guy. She's she's a GD pro, Margot Robbie. She's, There's a re- you don't lady, become Margot Robbie without being a GD pro. She's Lady Tom Cruise, right? Tom Cruise, is, Tom Cruise is boy, oh boy Margot Robbie. Oh mm, speak truth, Caleb. Slapper. Say that. Say that again. For Mission sure. Impossible. Yeah, I just think like I mean, you know, actors doing their own stunts can be like a very complicated thing and make like everybody on set really fucking stressed out. But it's also become like a mainstay of the action, like specifically the comic book movies. It's like we want to see your face as much as possible through the fight scenes. Which is weird because they don't do any of them in those movies. No, they don't fucking they don't, use him, but still. They don't do anything. Like, they have not, those guys have not put on a wardrobe costume in four movies. It's, they're, they're as little substance there as possible. Which ones? Wait, what? I mean, specifically MCU, but like, they don't do their own stunts because it's cheap. It's because visual effects houses are not unionized in the same way that costume departments and set design departments are. It's cheaper to just make everything in computer. <laughs> it's right. cheaper to to make it all, press, you know, control, all, make movie, and then the movie shows up. <laughs> Obviously, it's more difficult than that. I'm being That's a that facetious yeah. bastard. Uh, but, but it's, but you're right. I think because the, the, because, are using? Windows XP? Because, <laughs> the, uh, what? Bad, bad joke. Just ignore okay. it. Move on. <laughs> it's uh, the Windows Director X. Phone. Yeah, I was using Windows Movie Maker to. Uh, I was like, to, Control to make... Alt Movie. I know this command, but it's from an old operating system. Gotcha. Um, but uh, because they know that we in the audience are completely aware that even in the most, you know, like, quote unquote, realistic, well done action movies these days, a lot of it is still computer generated. You know, like. Yeah. Tom Cruise did climb the side of the thing and then they, you know, mess with the background and mess, you know, with the angle, but he did climb the thing even in, even in there. So they have to certain actors in certain roles in certain movies. It's like, no, we have to stick them in there. But more importantly, we need to take a bunch of set photos of, you know, Tom Hardy (laughs) being ripped off of a tanker so that people in the audience actually feel like they're watching something real. Right. Right. Um, We have to ground it. In some kind of reality. That is why Tom Cruise is slapping himself to the side of a plane. (laughs) Because he wants you to know a year before you see Rogue Nation, I was on the side of a plane. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. And it, it's 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 something that can't be, fa- you know, I've been, I know, uh, Daddy Host, you are uh, also a great fan of Jackie Chan movies, right? Yes. Um, and I've I'm been watching a lot of them recently. And there's just, 
there that tactility and you knowing that tactility and them like at the end of police story putting a bunch of outtakes where jackie chan almost fucking dies making this movie for you several times yeah. it yeah, improves yeah, yeah. the movie by about 90 percent once you've seen the 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 end credits montage of jackie chan almost dying and you're like shit this movie was even better than i thought it was yeah i have to watch this again because i none of it none of it's fake Oh, because yeah. Michelle Yeoh got on a motorcycle and drove it onto a train, and not only did she do that, but a couple of times she missed. Oh, man. <laughs> fucking missed. <laughs> she like, she ate air <laughs> on that stunt a couple times. So, like, oh, I have God. even more respect for uh, Super Cop Police Story 3 now than I did previously. Yeah. Fucking, I've also, this is a little bit of a diversion, but I've heard people saying similar things about Shang-Chi and that, like, it feels like the Eastern doctrine of filming action was mixed with, like, the Western style of big budget and that, like, it's got the best fight scenes in the MCU. And specifically, I called this out because I was like, it's, it's, uh... It's AAPI, like, directed, choreographed, and cast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if this movie doesn't have the best fucking action in the MCU, then somebody fucked up big time. Mm-hmm. And, and here we are. I can't wait. Yeah. I get to go see it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, congratulations on that. Um, mm-hmm. I, anyway, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Um, you know, I not not all the emotional beats worked for me in this one. Um, they, sometimes they didn't feel quite like earned or quite fully baked, but all of the, you know, the performances are so good. The movie is so entertaining that you're like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me as much as it could have. Cause I'm still, I'm laughing and having a good time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I liked the, I liked the Taika, the, the Taika bits. Those were good. And those are, I love watching Gun improve on his own like visual style you know like the seeing like her memories are reflected on the bus window you know like that is that's on another level from um obviously his roots but even like what he's allowed to do at the other company you know like it's the it's it's really like beautiful i loved the the sequence with king shark and the little fish guys you know just like taking some time or like when harley's in the big eyeball and the rats are swarming and it's like filling with blood i'm like this is what the fuck is this beautiful this is like this is this is a a nice wonder to behold in the middle of all this uh it's really it's really cool getting watching him like stretch those muscles even more yes it's thrilling i also love how much gun like is talented at making a cast of misfits somebody or people we care about suddenly. Right. He's very good at that. And also he is very good at tying that care into like a really fucking sad thing. Like Guardians 1 has Peter's mom. Mm-hmm. Guardians 2 has fucking Yondu. And then this movie's got Ratcatcher 1 and 2. And like they're emotional bits that, like, going into any of those three movies, you wouldn't expect. And when they're introduced to you at first as, like, a potential for a payoff later, you're like, yeah, this could have potential to pay off later. Because that's what he's telling you. But then when it actually, like, is delivered? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, if I'm rambling, I'm rambling. But it just feels like a lot of movies are like, 
see this emotional potential? We're going to flub it later. <laughs> and, <laughs> we're going to see all this stuff we're setting up in Acts 1 and 2. Forget about all that. It's time for we're gonna <laughs> Forget we're about all that. It. It's time for Act 3. Ex- lasers. Yeah. Explosions. It's not that this movie doesn't have explosions, but I never felt it. Unlike a lot of its big budget action contemporaries, um, it doesn't feel like when the third act started, it became a different movie. It doesn't feel like right. it dropped all its plot threads because it's time to fight the big bad guy at the end. It's like, yeah. no, we are going to comprehensively carry over the the polka dot man, you know, runner. We're going to carry over the rat catcher runner. Uh, the the blood sport emotional pain. Like, we're going to take <laughs> all like, of this. You see what that is? He's like, what? He's like, it's your mom. Ah, it's fucking great. Kills. What a, what a bit. Uh, like, kind of did this wax and wane for me where I'm like, this is upsetting. This isn't funny. This is funny. This is like, it, it did yeah. this, like, loop on me. And Which it, I think it, was very much how Polka uh, that man probably dealt with it. He was probably like, yeah, ew. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and it worked. And the the movie is sort of this cruel mixture of like cruelty and pathos. You know, it like it yeah. takes an equal amount of glee in blowing up Michael Rooker's head and using the blood to spell Warner Brothers pictures. For Good Lord. Good it takes Lord. an equal yeah. amount of glee in that as it does from like tugging on your heartstrings and making you fucking care about peacemaker like how dare you <laughs> you know like yeah. what, where do you get off you the perhaps one of the best compliments i can pay any movie but it is only relevant to this movie is that you kind of made me care about rick flag a little bit <laughs> like yes like yes. when like when he got stabbed i was like dang i was starting to like this dude i kind of like this motherfucker which i didn't think possible I, yeah. <laughs> I did not think you would get me but i was like Oh. <laughs> oh, and then they jerked the chain with you in the credits. Yeah, I was hoping it was Polka Dot Man, but I was like, no, they they have to set up a... <laughs> of course it wasn't. How the I, fuck would he... No. I don't know. He's made of Polka Dot... Maybe the Polka Dots reassemble him. I don't know. It's yeah, fucking... he's made of extra-dimensional Polka Dots, so... Yeah, what the fuck? You can't bring him back to life? But, uh, no, they have to set up the Peacemaker HBO match show, so he... <sighs> you know, they didn't really kill him... So it's, you know... You know, upon watching it again, the thing that bothered me was they're saying, we found a body in the rubble, you know, and they're like, he survived. And it's like, okay, that's... Fine, but watching it again, (laughs) after I watched it a second time, thanks to HBO, I went, wait a minute. He got shot in the throat. Yeah. And the building collapsed on him. Yeah, that's you know, like if it's like a building yeah. collapse on, they're like, yeah, a bunch of broken bones, but his vitals are still good. If you're bleeding out the neck, and uh, I don't, nah, I don't they buy missed. It. I don't the buy building. It. It's just wet. You're waste. That's you're wasted, dude. You're gone. You're not coming. I don't get it. Also, yeah. I love that back to the emotional beat with Ratcatcher at the end. Mm-hmm. I love that that uh-huh. plays out while Bloodsport is dealing with his like scarred youth right. moment mm-hmm. like it's just those two things compound each other so well because she's it's got her really arm effective. around him holding him and he's like freaking out and then oh it's just so i didn't think i'd be cheering for a fucking rat that's one thing it's pretty and when he was running up starro i was like fucking go <laughs> yeah. get up sebastian go get his ass yeah if they're like 
if if I have criticisms, and I, you know, it's fine. It's four out of five. Like, a really fun, watchable movie. It's like, uh. what what did the Harley plot end up adding up to? <laughs> like, what? Like, she's like, I need to use the spear to get into Starro, but that didn't really accomplish anything no they gave it this this was a featurette of them uh this was a featurette of them going presenting the new harley quinn it wasn't about development for her it was about her living in this new space i don't i didn't ask for like you know i think this very well picks up like the birds of prey thread and like keeps it going you know this is a logical extension of where we were there but i just like the joke didn't even pay off like that's all i i you know it's like a in these sequential movies, I don't need you to take Harley to, like, another full extreme every movie. <laughs> but, like, but, okay, what is the payoff for the spear joke? <laughs> like, what is the... <laughs> she she suck it in the eye, and she got into the eye, but that's not something the rats could not have done for themselves, I feel. You know what I yes, mean? It like, is, it, yeah. she yes, didn't... It is. it is? Because they said so? Because I said so, that's it. Uh, that is how that works. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they did. They, but I don't even think they said so. You know what I mean? It was just, but well, whatever. It's that's a, <laughs> it's a nitpick, as opposed to like something that ruins the movie. Oh um, uh, yeah, I actually so really much liked it the, the treatment they gave Harley Quinn with this. But I, I was more so excited about how much attention they paid, attention to detail they paid with, uh, uh, like what it. I don't. I thought it was there were a lot of subtle hints to like some pretty revolutionary ideas, right? Like. <laughs> the many can overcome the one giant, right? All the rats taking over this big star thing was very much like, a, I interpreted. Rodents of the world unite. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I interpreted it more so as like, hey, if we, you know, collectively come together, right, we can overcome any of the massive corporate overlords. You know what I mean? Like we can come, like it was, I was like, oh, this this movie said workers' rights. Like also like, you know, like like Amanda Waller being just the most controversial figure, right? As like that, we watch her underlings, right? Not the people that have bombs in their heads, but the people that work directly for her, like that aren't under duress. <laughs> we mm -hmm. watch them say, no, you're no longer fit to be uh, in charge of what's happening in this very moment. Yes. And also with that transfer of power, they they it was also a really smart moment for them to make sure that the person that overtook Amanda Waller was another black woman because <laughs> it would have been a little mm. bit annoying if it was basically any other dynamic yeah. if it was like, Steve AG it would have <laughs> felt like, a what little the fuck is this you know felt a little um, like ah <laughs> but it was that uh, also the 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 allusion to the fact that a lot of these inter inter you know this like these international conflicts actually come from the U.S.'s actions and us trying to cover up for them. Just far too apt of a parallel to the Afghanistan situation currently for me to not point it out. Like, it's... I was like, this is... This movie... I don't know if it was intentional or not, but this movie's pretty fucking rad. Like, it's pretty radical. Yeah. Maybe it's just the lens I'm putting on it because I wanted it to say that, though. Because I that could just be me be radical being, being like, like, I see radical and when it... It's radical. Yeah, will. it. There's definitely like the uh, the kernel uh, is there. I got I got a dad to say gross to one of my dad jokes. I feel like nasty. For the um, the like the nugget is there. It's it never you know because of any number they of reasons they can't it say can't, it explicitly. It can't sprout. Uh, but I'm like, okay, you 
you did the Lego movie thing where you, like, snuck in kind of a subversive message into, you know, a piece of... of, of Which, you know, is pretty, like, honestly a very common uh, theme in a lot of... More so in, like, theater pieces, especially... I'm just thinking of, like, the McCarthyism age where it was, like, people were making art and they were... That's how they snuck in those ideas. Is they just yeah. they had to they had they had to be subtle and sneaky and and uh, I think DC being the 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 uh, the comic book superpower right that's not Marvel DC is the one that takes on the darker themes often having to do with power and abuse of power and are willing to do that in a way that looks a little bit more openly negatively toward the imperialistic forces of the United States. Of course, not quite as explicit, but it's like they're not the ones with the fucking military contract. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they yeah. did Superman. They did make Superman a military, right? Which is like obvious. Like, of course they would. Yeah. Right? It's like that's, they were, that's... They were competing with Captain America, so they were going off of well, that idea. Well, Zach do love take... the troops, and it doesn't really matter what troops. He loves troops. He loves American troops. He loves ancient Sparta troops. He loves. He loves and supports <laughs> the troops. Uh, it just doesn't matter which troops. And um, and that's that's his, like, I mean, it was always going to happen with Superman because that's who the guy making the movie is. And, like, say what you will about the end result of any of these. They generally do feel like they came from someone's brain. They came from, like, whoever made this movie, this is your weird brain that I'm watching. And I didn't love Wonder Woman 1984, but I could never accuse it of not being someone's weird deal <laughs> happening in front of me. You know, I, I could never, uh, your, your mileage may vary on Aquaman, but I'm like, this is James Wan's thing <laughs> happening. Um, he had something to say and he used this as the medium. This is what he wants. Jane Wan, James Wan makes two kinds of movies incredibly low budget horror that spawns giant franchises and makes a million billion dollars or just the most bananas blockbusters you've ever seen hey, in your what entire was that life. first category what are you talking about he directed saw he directed the conjuring oh, wow he uh yeah. there's even more i'm like i he, he, look him up sometime uh but he and then like the only kinds of movies he makes are saw or furious seven <laughs> The, he, he oh, that's a connection I did not know existed in this world. Yeah, he directed Furious 7. Maybe the second best one? Oh my no, god. Scholars, okay, so scratch my debate. earlier idea. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in the next Saw movie. <laughs> Spiral <laughs> from the Book of Saw. Yeah, so you, it's what was the one with Chris, Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson called? Spiral? Spiral from the Book of Saw. Then you put Sylvester Stallone in it and call it Spiral Fracture, and it's about a boxer. Spiral Fracture. Oh, God. And <laughs> that's all the time we've got for tonight, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Well, this was a great if podcast, everyone. If you talk everyone. about stuff long enough, the dad joke will appear. Tune in it's next not like week. Candyman. You don't say it three times and it happens, but there's just like a timer Can I that just eventually say, expires. Candyman ain't gonna get me. <laughs> Can I, I will not say, I I will so not say his fucking name. fucking excited for Candyman. I, oh, I am, my God. I think I, it's going to be, like... I think it's going to be... It's going to have just as much of a cultural impact as Get Out. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. big hurdle. Uh, but, you know, it seems interesting. I am mostly excited to stop seeing the trailer twice a week, every week. <laughs> 
for, for months on end. Because there's not a lot of movies coming out still. So, like, every time I go to the movies, which is basically every week, Are I'm they like, still airing Free Guy at, uh, previews? I haven't been since Free Guy came out. But okay. I can... I am literally, like, about to pray that it's done. <laughs> that the era of Free Guy is over. That, that a nation might finally be free from the horrible judgment of our grim overlord, Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy. I have seen 37 different trailers for Free Guy, 37 times each. I have seen every joke in the movie. <laughs> I I want him gone. I want to kill the Free Guy. I, I wish I, he was not I, taunting me. You know, like I, it was funny. I was talking. We, we saw Suicide Squad together in theaters. Whoa. And, um, Whoa. and the ad Whoa. came on for Free Guy. And I was saying how recently. You were excited. You were like, I, well, when I first when I first heard about Free Guy, I was like, that sounds dumb as hell. And then a year right. of waiting and not hearing about it, and then seeing a little bit of the newer ad campaign, I was like, I'm kind of interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I was like, I'll probably want to see it at some point. And then the trailer that they played before the Suicide Squad was so deeply just like stupid that I was like, never mind. And then, and then, yeah. after that, I started seeing people. Because then it, then it came out. Then I started seeing people be like, like other radical folks that I know being like, "Here's the deal: Free Guy is stupid, but it sure does sneak in a really subversive message." And I was like, ah, "Dang, okay." So now I'm back onto the, I'm gonna see it at some point train, but I'm not giving it my money. I've heard people say that they liked it. Yeah, I mean, I don't bl- I don't see it as being. I don't unlikely. know why. But I, I don't mean, trust nobody no more. I'll see people come to me and, and be like, this movie's actually pretty good. And I'll be like, I cannot okay. trust you. I cannot leave my child in your care. I can't this you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Cause I hate when people do that to me. I hate when like, I like something someone doesn't. And they're like, this actually makes me think less of you as a guy that watches movies. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, right. Boy, all right. <laughs> because Thanks. I thought so Dark Knight Rises fun. was okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's well. the it's the whole like I expected more from you vibe. Oh, yeah, like the, the disappointed the, like, parent thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I expected not, better from you, and you're like, I expected. Cool, eat shit. Like, damn, you. it's a movie. <laughs> fuck you, bro. Like, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> it's like people it's, saying I, I I should turn in my film credit card because I hadn't seen Ghostbusters. And then I watched Ghostbusters last year and went, this was the thing? This, this is, was the thing. That, this is it? This was, this was the thing. This is the thing okay. that every three so years we just, like, lose our minds and abuse at each other over over this? <laughs> over <laughs> this? Oh, We're talking God. about practice. It's uh, talk about a prolonged cultural adolescence that does not let us grow out of the things we liked when we were eight. <laughs> what do you mean? A maturing palate? Slow down. You'll, what do you mean? You'll develop as I, political ideas. <laughs> what do you mean, like, as an adult become more discerning of my media? What are you talking about? Well, what do you mean? Well, we don't want them to question authority. No, no, no. I like things from when I was eight. And I have very strong opinions about new things from the same franchise from when I was eight. Exactly. If it's not like everything else I've ever known. Hey, when did we start talking about Star Wars? 
the this movie did not make me feel like I was eight years old, I, and therefore I actually did almost start talking about. Star- <laughs> I we were all thinking Star Wars. We, yeah. There's yeah, no Caleb need. Said, to... This is the movie that you, this is what you're. you're oh, that you're is how I feel it? about Star Wars. That is where I'm like this. This is it because I didn't see those until I was a teenager. After like my entire life of people being like, this is what. Also, when you were a teenager, like, Blade had already come out, right? Like, your perception of actual news was drastically different. (laughs) I was into, like, like, my preferred action movies all had Bruce Willis in them. You know, like, I was not, (laughs) I was not, I was like. Bruce Willis, what happened to Bruce Willis? Uh, you know, every he was in a movie years. last year that had abs- absolutely has Halo cosplay armor in it. Hold on, He's, I'll look it up. Yeah, it has uh, Grillo <laughs> in it, Frank Grillo. I, Bruce Willis is in like five movies every year. They put him on the poster. They pay him one million dollars a day. That's his quote. He will do your movie for one million dollars a day, which is why if you go to your local Redbox, there's five different movies with Bruce Willis on the cover, and if you watch the movie, he is in three scenes filmed in one office. <laughs> He's, they got him for one day. Y'all, um, y'all, between next year, between this year and next year, he has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 fucking movies in pre-pro, post-pro, or filming. Sorry, correct. 14 movies in two years? Oh, sorry, Eight. four of those don't have a date. Yeah, so some of them are like, announced Die Hard 5. Still- and you're like, that's never gonna happen. in two years? Because he's in, like, one scene of all of them, you know? I know, but, like, could you imagine? <laughs> Holy shit. And then every, like, once every ten years now, we'll get a year where Bruce Willis does, like, three really good movies that he's really good in. And you're like, Bruce, where you been, buddy? <laughs> where, Where is this Moonrise Kingdom and Looper in the same year Bruce Willis... <laughs> Most of the time, I cannot find him. Do you say Moonrise Kingdom? He's great in Moonrise Kingdom. He's, he's so, in Moonrise Kingdom. He's mm-hmm. su- it's such a they Wes uses him so perfectly because Bruce Willis has always had this inherent masculine sadness, this like inherent sort of dopey. Even when he's playing like clown Bruce Willis, there's always just this sort of hangdog <laughs> nature to him. And Wes mm-hmm. cranks that fucking dial. That's true. Oh, that is his bread and butter. It's, and it's just, it's it's a really beautiful performance. And then the same year, he's in Ryan Johnson's Looper, which he's like exquisite in. He's so good as old Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it's just, I, I miss I Bruce, uh, Bruce Willie. Where are shit. you, Bruce Willie? What happened? Where are you, Bruce Willie? Why can't I find you? It's, I don't know. Where are you? And I am so sorry. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. Yeah. I take back the bad things I said about Die Hard 3. I need you forever and always. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen any of the Die Hard movies, and I know that that would make Abed very sad. Watch the first one. And then stop. And then quit. Yeah. <laughs> I same rules for Rocky and Die Hard. Watch the first one, and then stop watching movies from that franchise. And then and stop sure, watching movies. That's it. And then stop watching movies. Honestly, once you've seen Rocky and Die it'll, Hard, it'll hang up that fucking jersey. You're that, done. Honestly. You'll be like, <laughs> no, I'm good. Actually, I never want to eat again. It's diminishing returns after that. You're like, I've seen Rocky <laughs> and Die Hard. What the fuck am I going to see this year? That's like better than Rocky and Die Hard. Uh, Anyway, 
that's 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 showbiz. Uh, this is of course, advanced community studies uh, podcast where we watch and talk about the American television comedy show Community, one or two episodes at a time. We are also the premier podcast in the Yahoo Screen Podcasting Network. Yahoo. <laughs> Why does it sound ah. like you were simul- you were singing and simultaneously passing a kidney stone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and um, I gotta ask, who was this Troy person? Did he own a rainbow? Was he the group's <laughs> pharmacist? <laughs> Good. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm JC. They them pronouns, and I just want to remind you that guerrilla journalism is spelled with a U. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Why do they need ads? They're amazing. <laughs> Why do they need ads? They're amazing. Gorilla with a U. Got it. Got it. <laughs> and I'm the third host, Caleb, the daddy host, the hostess with the mostest kids. Um and. Uh, <laughs> Prison is where cops take you if they don't like you. Or no, sorry, jail is where cops take you if you don't like you. But prison, oh fuck, I forgot. They the can't end of send it. you to prison unless they know you're poor. Unless they know you're poor. <laughs> I was gonna say brown, but do you even believe I mean, most yeah. of what you say? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This. I mean, what a strong start to this fucking episode, too, right? It's real good. Give us the give us the deeds, Kevin, so we can start okay. talking about it. Yeah, let's. All right, fuck fuck the preamble to the goddamn constitution of our podcast. We're about to start talking about this episode, uh, which is of course Wait, the what halfway preamble? point. Did I skip something? No, no, no. We just we didn't do any like orders of business between introducing the show and when we're going to start talking about this episode. Which sometimes That's we do, sometimes we, spent we don't. The first forty minutes talking about the other shit. Yes, exactly, <laughs> and not even like one cohesive topic. We really got nope. all over the place with this one. Uh, yeah, we'll which is what happens. Past Thirty seconds. This is our preamble. When three <laughs> are like gathered, ramble. <laughs> <laughs> when the Greendale three are gathered, no topic can ever stay on the rails. Um, so we are at the halfway point of season six. Ain't that? Uh, cue the. Oh. Uh, bum, 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 Caleb, you get a button for that? Yeah, there it is. I indeed do. I indeed do. Uh, Cat looks annoyed. <laughs> no, I'm just chilling. Okay. I'm just. I'm. I'm here. I'm vibe. You know, I just watched In the oh, Mood for Love, the Wong Kar Wai movie. I'm in a great place mentally. In, oh. I'm in a good. I'm in a good space. Um, uh, season six, episode seven. Advanced Safety Features. Great name for <laughs> great episode title. Oh, that is great great episode title. Uh, directed by Rob Schraub. Written by Carol Kolb. Uh, fun fact, this episode has the second lowest IMDb rating for any community episode. Which no is how, way. If I need to present to everyone why you shouldn't trust IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes user rankings on anything... I present Exhibit A. Advanced Holy safety features being one. This is one of my favorite episodes ever. I am completely on your page. Uh, this is this is a for for Gillian's I birthday last year. Community up. Twitter was going to do like a watch of a Gillian episode, and I fought for days to like get people to vote for this one. Um, and I am very proud of, this of is, my efforts. This is this has let's see one of the most famous monologues. Correct. One of my entire... top five community moments ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. ever. It has 
tied to that same monologue, one of the best Jim Rash performances, a callback, a fabulously executed way of making a meta just aspect of the episode. Like, it's Uh incredibly meta in a wonderful way. It's... It is simultaneously a mockery of what they were forced to do while they were on network TV and utilizing I it's I just I think it's brilliant. I think this I is think this is it's oof. totally brilliant. Uh, thank you, Honda. Uh, to prove that I am indeed a level seven susceptible, when I had to rent a car to go to a wedding a couple months ago, I intentionally rented a Honda. <laughs> Just in, in because in of this support. episode, yeah, because of this episode, I will always I will choose wow, a Honda over any other. It worked. Um, I didn't buy that the car; works. I did rent it, but still. Um, <clears throat> so uh, anyway, to summarize this episode, in this episode, uh, Rick uh, Knee Subway returns, but never say that name without compensation. <laughs> like he was born, he popped out, and he was like, and they were like, I shall name him Subway. And then he later became Rick Nee Subway. And uh, he returns to Greendale, this time Huckin' Honda. Uh, Britta, of course, falls back into that trap in one of the all-time great Britta Perry episodes. Uh, Also in this episode, Jeff (laughs) really wants Elroy to like him uh, and thus brings in uh, Elroy's favorite band, Natalie is freezing. (sighs) Um, God, where to start with... Uh, this fucking phenomenal episode. I guess we already talked about it. One of my top five community moments of all time um, is Frankie's mm-hmm. monologue where she fucking stupid. <laughs> so um, okay. Are you? I'm sorry. Can you? I don't know. How I, to, have I, I have a rule. Rule for about being constructive. <laughs> it's not on. constructive. I w- but all the questions I have right now are either rhetorical and end in the word and end in idiot. Do you know what rhetorical? Of course, you don't know what rhetorical means. You're an idiot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're so stupid. You try. You burn that. You and you have no out. idea. You're the only one who has no idea. Cause guess why? Oh, don't, don't guess. Ask. You'll get it wrong. <laughs> don't answer that. You'll get it wrong. <laughs> oh, so dumb. You're just this dumb little man who tries to destroy this school every second. I'm sorry. I'm so, <laughs> so sorry. Sorry. And then Imagine. and then Jim Rash nails it it is the perfect bookend because then he's standing there in his honda jacket oh dear i mean he's losing his mind and he just like takes off his hat looking so sad and then he gives the person insulting him a hug he seeks comfort from the person causing his pain it is brilliant such a dummy uh this is a patrick brewster fucking we've talked about it before a master class uh of of (laughs) Of emphasis in comedic monologue, of knowing like what fucking buttons to hit, how, the way she ratchets emotions throughout. Because we get a lot of monologues in the show, but they're usually Jeff, and they're usually on sort of one level throughout. She is taking you on a goddamn roller coaster ride. You're up, you're down, you're you're volatile, you're apologetic. It's just it's it's, it's a masterful on. performance. It's it truly is. Um, it's it's absolutely fucking brilliant uh the fact that it is not the greatest comedic monologue of the season you know possibly is only due to how good the next one is uh where keith david is at the wedding you know it's just another (laughs) another top five all-time community fucking scene for i wouldn't even consider the keith the the keith's moment to be as much of a monologue it's more just like this one line that's just like 
like yeah it's it's broken up but there's not a lot of other characters dialogue but it's not one solid monologue in the same way because it's broken up between scene and soliloquy and it's and it's it's right this one is just like oh straight shot brilliant i would watch every take of this i would would, love to see every take of this i would love to see her different variations and and emphasis i would watch the dailies for this (laughs) i would would, would love to see her her different takes i'd also love to see like anytime she flubbed it like to see what like see if there's any indication as to like where like that process like i'm just as as an actor specifically i'm like so fascinated by this monologue so good fucking incredible coming in the middle of like a good episode long frankie runner of the steel drum is like troy was very gifted at steel troy played the steel drum trust me that's not gonna pay off right now but that will pay off later and she fucking comes out with natalie's reason and plays goddamn steel drum i mean oh what a, One of my what favorite a... things about this episode, though, uh, upon watching it this time, is I realized that we're playing with the idea of Leroy not really liking Jeff. And mm-hmm. we're not really sure why. I mean, aside from the fact that Jeff's not entirely likable for the most part, <laughs> uh, right. which is like a given, we don't fully understand why because Leroy kind of is pretty forgiving of a bunch of other really bizarre, really shitty people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the connection I made this time is it's very subtle, it's never explicitly said, but I'm going, oh my god, Leroy doesn't like Jeff because Jeff reminds him of his ex. Oh. Uh... about Natalie is, because then he's saying this thing, he stands up to Natalie and says, you know what, no. Julie, her name is Julie. People. Why would her name be Natalie? Oh, right, Julie, sorry. <laughs> goes to Julie and says, that's another, also great running bit. Um, goes up to Julie and is like, I will love, and she's like, okay. And he goes, okay. He's like, God, you are so, you know, and then she goes, or whatever it is. But then we see Jeff come in, right? And he says, he's like, I'm done. I'm not going to play games with you. I like you. I want you to like me. And he goes, he goes, we're going to be good friends. He's like, I love you. And then, you know, does a whole moment. And then Natalie and him both look at each other and go, and it's, it's one of those moments where it's like, Oh, they're the same. Oh, that's why Leroy didn't like him. Oh, and he likes him now because he's finally said, you know what? I'm not going to be affected by her prior actions. Jeff isn't Julie. Oh, I was just like, that's a really clever moment right there. And I might have been reading into it too much, but I thought it was really cool. No, I like that. I didn't even think about that, but you're totally right. It works for me. Uh, great, uh, disclaimer, the Greendale 3 does not support Jace's decision to call this character Leroy over and over and over again. (laughs) No. He speaks for him. We, we don't stand by. <laughs> he, he, he's, not, wait, he's, he's, not a, he's not a world of Warcraft. Elroy, it's Elroy. Elroy. You he's said it like 15 times. Why did I click that? <laughs> You've also done it in other episodes, and I've left it alone. I was saying in the back of my head, I was like, Leroy Potashnik. Elroy. Elroy Potashnik. Because Elroy is a very white name to me. Elroy's a white name to you? It is. Leroy's a black name. Oh, man. Well, but, remember, but, kids, if you're racist, and they are, you are white, you are racist. There is no going about it. What's the word? Palindrome? You mix it around. Like, <laughs> same Palomino. Palomino, right? Like, you took the fucking Scrabble tiles and you tossed them. You just didn't toss them in the right order. Yeah. Uh, See, I play enough games that no matter what, like, you were saying Leroy, and I was just thinking... That's right. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> and, oh, and I remembered, oh, wait, God. he's not a guy that raided a 
World of Warcraft thing. He's Elroy. Shit. So I made the mistake too. I didn't even think about it until Kev brought it up. So don't feel bad, Chase. I just, yeah, I'm so bad with names. Y'all, I do this to people I know. Isn't this bad? We were talking about names earlier before we started recording, but literally, like. I am at the point where I will just say, hey, I'm sorry. What's your name again? <laughs> I will just say it. <laughs> that's, I've that's got, just... I'm really good at pet names. I probably shouldn't be saying this on a totally, like, public forum. I'm really good at pet names and, like, <laughs> So if you're out there and Jace does not call you by your given name, I'm sorry. If I call you, it's probably because Jace don't know. He's saying, "I love you. I forgot your name." I'm like, "Hey, bug, (laughs) how's it going?" Right? I'm trying to remember if Jace called me bug. Buddy, I I have not gone. (laughs) Caleb, I know for a fact I haven't because your name has exclusively lived directly below your face. You're right. So I've always been able to. That's the thing, though. Zoom has actually made it easier for me to remember people's names because they're literally like. Next so, to them, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I know everybody's names, and because there's that constant association, when it moves away, my the names are stronger. But I'm so used to like Zoom watching movies where I'm like, I don't know, they said their name like five times, and like, I oh forget. yeah, yeah, I never remember any character's fucking name, like unless it's like Peacemaker. I'm like, I don't know this actor. I remember Nanawe, but I, like when <laughs> uh, characters are are when when there are characters that their names are con- constantly said as a bit. That also sticks. So I remember the names of almost every single dumb character in any movie. That hiccup made it sound like sure. you were saying when their names are cunts. <laughs> cunts. Oh, no. Uh, I was like, what? Oh, hiccups. I didn't okay. say that, I promise. <laughs> See, I'm the, I'm the weird fucko that, like, while watching Game of Thrones, never remembers everyone's names. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm talking to my uncle about it, and I'm like, this character. And he's like, who? And I'm like, Jack and Hagar, the faceless one, the one that's teaching Arya how to be an assassin. In fucking, and he's like, why do you remember that? And I'm like, I don't know. Okay, don't it's, know. A, it's a, it's a blessing guys. and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it's useful, yeah. but it's also like probably so much. It's just, wow. No, Kev I can't. gets it. Kev gets it. He can quote Kev most definitely things gets it. Kev is absolutely the same exact fucking way, and I am not. <laughs> I, I try. Like, I, I try my best. And then sometimes something will just not. I forgot stick. Paul Walker's well, the character's name when we were Ryan talking about Ryan O'Connor. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know it now, but I literally okay. we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, Ryan I know, O'Connor. I'm just not, I just former LAPD, former FBI, <laughs> spouse of Mia. That's why I was like, you're Paul Walker's wife, you know, Mia is her name. But ironically, yeah. the other day, Kevin, you forgot Mia's name. And I yeah. reminded you, and I I referred to Paul Walker as Brian Mills, which is of course. Liam Neeson's taker from taken character from Taken. <laughs> character. Oh I, I of course I goofed it up. I I am a I am a mortal man. I'm fallible in the ways. To <laughs> anyway, Elroy has a yes. has a fun fun path in this, and I think Elroy used to think that uh, Jeff. Rem- I think El- Jeff reminded Elroy of Julie, and that's why that they makes did. sense. I like that read. I think that's. I think that's good. Yeah, I never. I never course, grafted that's it. That's my interp. I thought there yeah. were. I thought this episode really did a did a great job of like taking thoughts that it established at one point, and kind of tying them off in an effective way. Also, watching Britta crawl over a bar, undeniably oh, funny. <laughs> it's so, so fucking objectively awkward. a good bit. And I look at it, and I, 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 I maybe it was because I was you know stoned when I watched it this most recent time, but I literally like. So, uh, the drawbridge. The thing. Drawbridge. It goes up and down. It, it, it uh, uh, boats. Nice. Goes, drawbridge. A mechanical alligator. <laughs> what? No. no, it goes like that. Uh, she's like, are you doing a bit? What? Mechanical alligator. 
Oh, it's so like, it's so good. Have, like this is very clear them being like we want an ex an exit shot of like Britta just gets up and goes and they're like can you just leave without us resetting camera? <laughs> yeah, there's so many bits in this episode that like would have been the first thing to hit the floor, you know, on an NBC runtime. Who was that guy? Oh, in the bar? I think he was, like, yeah, the writer where, where of the episode. They leave and he goes, Drawbridge, Drawbridge! And then he goes back and he's like, whatever, I guess I'll drink my scotch and soda at this bar without a bartender without or a any patrons or any other workers, for that matter. Sit and sip, and then he turns and there's this guy peeking his head very creepily out of what I'm assuming is the bathroom hallway? No, it says employees. The door says employees. Yeah. Oh, it's another employee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, what, it's like some like guy being dishwasher like, oh, some I have to work shit. the bartender? Yeah. The bartender? That's hilarious. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, it was very funny, but, but I'm very confused <laughs> yeah what a what a good run i mean this episode of course lisa loeb playing julie from natalie is freezing fucking uh, prince emo tip <laughs> yeah fuck it yeah billy zane is here folks fucking titanic's billy zane is here and he's so fucking funny every time he needs to disappear and like behind <laughs> where'd he go oh there, there he is i mean he's I can, like i can see that's not for Rob us to know. to me no Oh, that's he's, interesting. He's like the dead. He could be Rob McElhenney's dad in something. I would love that. We already met Mac's dad several times. He's not a good guy. He could, be I am, he could be I am Grimm's dad. Yeah, I was about to say, does the fucking the Mythic, Mythic Quest. Quest guy have a dad? Yeah. He has a dad that he sued, but we haven't seen. Uh, okay, well, that's that's TV show for we want to put a big guy in this part, but we don't want to pay them yet. <laughs> You know, that is that is TV show for everyone. That's funny. That is TV show for like we're saving this guy for later. Oh, <laughs> when just he shows wait up until the department gives us a bigger budget. Well, boy, when he show up, he's gonna be somebody, but he not anybody yet. I can't um, tell you who, but they're big. But they're big. It's a big nose, big deal. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh God, uh, uh, Danny Pudi has a delivery in this episode that kills me when he's <laughs> talking about Elroy saying it was Nacho job. And then he goes like, and then he got up and made nachos for me. It really wasn't my job in his eyes. Yeah, you know, it, wasn't, it really wasn't it my really job, wasn't in, my his job in his eyes. Yeah, it's a stunning, it's a really beautiful moment. Ken Jong doing the PowerPoint. The, the PowerPoint! Oh my god, the eggs. Oh no, my. there are so many. He this is smashes like... the egg on his computer. And, and he goes, did you lose the egg that you put a dollar in? He goes, that's how that that's works? works? <laughs> I'm not a magician. I'm not a magician. It's so fucking dumb. It's so ah, stupid. I love it love so it. much. I love it. It is a perfect. <laughs> also, when you when she turns, she goes, "Is there anything more you have in the PowerPoint?" And then he just stands up, and he's wearing a suit and fucking glasses, and he like un <laughs> he unloses the thing and then uses it to poke the computer instead of the <laughs> the wall or whatever he does. Maybe he didn't do that, but I feel like he did. Oh my god! He goes, "You asked me." Do I know how to do PowerPoints? And the answer is, and then the head starts to fade. And then it pops back to exactly where it was. It says, yes. <laughs> Here are yeses and noes on a chart. They appear to be the same. <laughs> However, and then, I think you'll and then it's, which also, it's a rooster oh, laying an egg, which is another absolutely. funny joke. Absolutely. Yes. And then he picks the egg out. Always a good bit when the thing interacts with the real world and you pull yeah. the egg from behind you the thing. But I love that like it's like it's supposed to like... In... Off the back. Have <laughs> either of you... In his eyes, you know, it was like, ah, oh, I reach my hand, my hand enters the PowerPoint, takes the egg off the screen, and then I come back from behind and there's an egg there. But it's literally just a PowerPoint of an egg the whole time. Yeah, rules. 
Um, have either of you seen the movie Role Models with uh, with Paul yeah. Rudd? Um, yeah. There's no, a great similar bit yeah. in that where like Jane Lynch is showing them like a like a video of how to be like a child caregiver, and her she moonwalks off the screen and then like moonwalks into real life. Uh, anyway, Role Models, check it out. Uh, funny <laughs> oh, movie. Uh, from the director of Wet Hot American Summer. Funny movie. Oh, I love that movie. Role it's, Models? Now I definitely have to watch it. Check it out. It's the only financially successful movie that David Wayne <laughs> has ever made. Uh, but it made a lot of money. And, uh, and Oh, because Wet Hot good. American Summer didn't do well? Wet Hot American Summer cost thousands of dollars and made thousands of dollars when it first came out. Now, it's a cult sensation. Cult classic. Because right. like everyone is like, wait, wait, wait. What the fuck is this movie that has Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> David Hyde Pierce, Janine Garofalo, Ken Marino, Joe Latrulio? Uh, like, Holy what is this movie? Shit. It's just like a murderer's row of incredible oh, yeah, New York talent yeah. that had not exploded. That's crazy. And, and now I just rewatched it this past weekend uh, for like the thousandth time. Still funny. Still good. Wet Hot American Still Summer. <laughs> Still holds up. Uh, check it out. And uh, oh god, what a what an incredible bit! But let's let uh, Honda, <laughs> Honda, uh, as a another just stellar Paget Brewster line delivery of her reading of the word Honda. <laughs> so, oh man, we love to see Rick come the, back, don't we? Yeah, it's great. It's great. I like the the fact that like I don't for some reason him just like them pitching every person they come across. Like so, the scene with Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I love antiquing. Everything is so old. <laughs> uh, you uh, wow, Honda fit Honda CRV. <laughs> oh, it's so so funny. We forcing them to like Avatar. Avatar and also Chariots of Fire is a popular movie. I love that uh, movie. So of course also they have to it. like it. God, that's actually uh, like a subtly great dig at like what it takes to actually be a good <laughs> salesperson is to like completely bury all of your personal opinions and just and like, like everything that the person that's talking to you likes. Yeah. 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 And, and just like it, we are not there to like make people think about anything or like discern their choices. You are just there to move product, yep. um, even in your relationship with Britta Perry. And, you know, honestly... You know, if, if Rick came to me and was like, we could be together and you have to sell Honda, I would consider selling Honda for a short time. I would really, I would weigh over those options. Sure, sure. Um, Rick with beard? Honey. Good look. Good <laughs> Flannel. look. Flannel. <laughs> He's got like a little bit of gray in the beard. Mm. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm. Not bad. Oh, God. It's so, so funny. Every time they integrate Honda, like publicity speak into their actual dialogue is so fucking funny to me rick you gently press your foot on those anti-lock brakes right now <laughs> of course it's a great car it was motor trends 2007 <laughs> short of the year or whatever the fuck it's so and like gillian jacobs bringing actual tears out of her eyes well, like, just reading Honda ad copy, that's that's that Juilliard training in, in action. It's incredible. It's, incredible. It's, it's completely fucking... Still, God, at the end, when 
when Rick sheds a single tear and it falls across the hot logo. Oh my god. Oh, it's so funny. It's so, it's so, it's so like, I love so that, like, funny. there are people that, like, make a point of pointing out when they're like, oh, look at that product placement. And that community right. was like, what if we make an episode that is just about product placement? It's, it's so fucking good. And it, it gives me, so- like, Josie and the Pussycat vibes. So they're like, no, th- this is the point. We're making yeah. fun of this while still. You know what it also reminds me of? This is so weird. Uh, you know iCarly, right? Hear me out. Yeah. You know iCarly? Yeah. There's an episode where they are, are asked yeah. to, like, advertise for these, like, electric shoes. And they hate the shoes. But they've already signed the contract that they need to do this. And so they find a way where they can fulfill the contract and still stay true to how they feel. So they they say, like, look at this. Like, wow, if you put the shoes in a little bit of water, it starts a fire and you can make hot dogs, right? And it's this whole thing of them technically not saying anything bad about the shoe. But they are, in, you know, still making the shoe look like, hey, if you put your shoes in water, it'll catch on fire. Basically, that kind of vibe. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of, of them being like, hey, like, we have to it's, do a bunch of product placement for some reason. You know, because money. it's most of our budget this season is coming from Honda. So we do have to do, like, a full episode of Honda product placement. But you accept the smaller dollar offer. What if... Yes. What if they ha- they were supposed to have like integrated advertisements throughout the whole season and they just well, and they and they said what if we just got all of the mentionings of Honda all at once and they did like their entire like you must make this many references to Honda over the se- over the season and they were like so okay great and then they just did it all in one episode. Jam them all into the one thing. Well, because they did do if you were watching this on Yahoo Screen. There were ads in in the commercial breaks of Jim Rash and Danny Pudi in character doing Honda advertisements, like the Dean and Abed driving Honda. There's so that was ads like for Honda done in character. Yeah, I don't think they aired on like you know CBS, but they aired like in community commercial breaks, um, and that is why I mean, God, when Jim Rash bursts in at the beginning of the episode, and he's like. Guys, I just heard about this hot new thing called the Honda Fit. It's it's just he's so fucking good and he's spot on transforming ad copy into into like something completely fucking hysterical. Um, it's really good. It's really good. It's great. really good. <clears throat> it feels fucking so great. And you know, if we have to live in this world where like they're, you know in the in the post Reagan society where they literally removed the strictures that prevented advertisers from attacking us 24 7 at least the Honda episode of community came from it you know <laughs> at, least, at least we live yeah. in this world at least we got Josie and the pussycats out of it right exactly severely underappreciated movie that's my take y'all don't need to agree that's just my take no you're right not not you you're right uh, thank no, you thank no, you no, appreciate, I appreciate the support quote unquote girl stuff gets a much worse rap than quote-unquote boy stuff so it often takes like a little while for everyone to be like no 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 jennifer's body is like exquisite you know like (laughs) oh it's it's uh the no spice world is like good this (laughs) this, my friends is patriarchy 101 brought to you by kevin lanigan no literally i made it it's my body i'm like i'll have you know 
it is an amazing film that was only doomed due to the marketing team not understanding that this wasn't a like movie made for boys to ogle at Megan Fox. This was a bordering on misandry. Dude, I feel the same about fucking uh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls really? fucking rocks, dude. Like, the number of yeah. people, when I quote or bring up Mean Girls, they're like, really? I'm like, yo, that movie Tell, tell them they're being misogynistic and to fuck off. That one's, like, not even argue. Like, Mean Girls is, like, objectively one of the Mean Girls movies. is now Pantheon. Mean Girls yes, has, yes, like, has sure. ascended in a way that, like, Clueless ascended, you know? Um, yes. When, when, when <laughs> yeah. I tell people... That Easy A starring Emma Stone is one of the best movies of the 2010s. They always give me the same look of, no, it fucking isn't, but it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. It was the best best teen movie of its decade, um, and you just didn't like it because it was about how we treat teen girls. <laughs> how it's not very favorable. How, how uh, fucking fitting, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, Easy A. Check it out. We're uh, telling of the Scarlet Letter. Uh, yes, a Watson comedic retelling of the no, Scarlet Letter. <laughs> uh, my favorite Emma Stone performance still to this still. day. A good actor, but that's my that's my fave. That's her zone. That's yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a great um, it's, it's an exquisite performance. The cast is great. You got a little Thomas Hayden Church. You got a little Lisa Kudrow. You got a little Stanley Tooch, right? You oh, you got a touch of the Tooch. That was a bisexual awakening. Is it, Stanley Tucci in as the dad in Easy A, and I was like, this is this is who I want to be as a father. Like, if I should I ever saying, have children? Spell it out with your peas. Yeah, uh, spell it up. Anything ever. Uh, or when the when they're when her like black little brother is like, I know I'm adopted, and Stanley Tucci goes, what? Who told you? <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> oh my god! Delivered Easy it. So straight. Just. Oh my god. What? That's exactly who I. It's okay. We know your boyfriend's gay. I was gay once for a while. <laughs> uh, man, oh, it's so good. If it's you learn so anything, good. I gotta from this podcast, that. Go watch Easy. I haven't seen it all the way through ever. Oh, so. Wow. Oh, it's, it's really well done. It's really it's, good. It's very yeah. good. Um, I'll dig into it. I guess. So yeah, our, definitely, definitely big, do that, Caleb. That's our big wreck for the week. That's is... one of those, Caleb. That's one of those movies that, like, I, I, I have to rewatch it before I can like really double down on this take. But I think it's one of those movies that, as your daughter gets older, she should see. I agree. Oh, yeah. Anything Not... I can do to make my daughter as close to Emma Stone in in her own body as I can. Like... <laughs> Well, one of your kids is is a redhead, right? I mean, honestly, my daughter, my daughter yeah, is a redhead. So yeah. there you That's go. Honestly, honestly, both of your kids should see it at some point. I have to rewatch it to like before. Like, don't take my word for it. Now I have to rewatch it to like vibe check it. But like, literally, it's it's a seminal piece that talks about just like there's there's one or two jokes that were written, you know, eleven years ago that you know yeah. you're like, oh, okay, we wouldn't quite do this this way today. But I would say again, but compared to many of its time contemporaries, that prominently a gay character and a female protagonist that wasn't about like just like how terrible it is for them. Right. Like it, and it to was, an extent it was, is, but it was more so about like how amazing things can be. It's a it, touching story about this like gay teenager worked in there with the kid from Cougar Town and the community 
uh, link there. Oh my god, that's and, right! Another and he, connection! he wow, has like a... Go. He's one of the people that shows up for the paintball game in Season 2 that doesn't have like a line from, from Cougar Town. And it's really like well done without being like Love Simon about it. Sure. Sure. Without being... Ah, that's such a funny way of saying it. Without being all Love Simon about it. And it's like, I know that Love, Simon is made for, like, 13-year-olds, and I am I am not no, that. I don't, I don't. If but it's also like, truly, this is me, I, and we love our iced coffee, and all of my friends got mad at me for being gay, and I learned to forgive them. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, guys! I don't know if this is the way that we should yeah. do it. I don't think, this ain't it! <laughs> Um, but honestly, Jennifer of, uh, Garner. Sex kills. Education on Netflix. I've been meaning to. I haven't watched. I, I think they good. released season two not too long ago. I've been meaning to watch it, but season one was like major. I heard yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's highly uh, recommend. At least season one. What I've seen, I fucking loved. It's on the list. That never-ending list of things mm-hmm. you should, one should check out. Um, okay. You really should check this out. The whim. Thank yeah, you. you. Win. You gonna car? You gonna pencil out my schedule, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing next Tuesday, nine o'clock. Tuesday at nine o'clock, we're gonna watch all of Sex Education. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Next week, there's no podcast. We are catching Kevin up on a Netflix original series. And, and <laughs> One me, and me and Caleb. Oh, true. Right. And then following that, we will be watching the season two premiere of The Witcher. Coming up. December. It'll be here before you know it. But there's that the the Witcher animated movie drops this month. Oh, it's a movie uh, now, a series. Yeah, it's a you know the Way of the Wolf or whatever. I think it is it in the, the same tr- universe or is it like yeah it's yeah a it's a prequel. Mm-hmm. So it is canon with the TV show. So watch mm-hmm. it and if they do it the way that they yeah. say they will, there will be references uh, to it. We have not discussed talking about it on this. Well, we know test. we're. We know that in season two we're gonna see um, shit. Uh, where do they where do they train? Caramoran. Yeah, Caramoran. Yeah, the this show takes place in large part. There are conversations yeah. between witchers in Caramoran. I'm I'm in the middle of the third Witcher book right now, and I don't actually know this, but I feel like I kind of know what this movie is going to be about. If it is about, like, the story hmm. from the Witcher past that I think it's about. But I honestly, I don't, I don't know. I have no confirmation. <laughs> I think I'm this. going to finally play Witcher 3 uh, oh, around it. the time Season 2 comes out. I oh, just downloaded it through, like, PlayStation Now or something. It's only, like, temporary. It might go away before I can finish. But yeah. uh, if it does go away, then I'll just buy it because I'm very much... It, whatever you get it for, like, I think I got the Witcher 3 with all the DLC for, like, 15 bucks which is about what? the best bang for your fucking buck that's mathematically insane. possible. <laughs> like I can't uh, like those that is a long ass game with long ass DLCs like money per minute. There's almost no better deal on the market. Yeah, that's amazing. Dragon Age yeah. Origins or something, you know, but that's yeah. that's about it. Um Remember anyway, this was a podcast about community. I do. Uh but it, <laughs> We are uh, unfortunately <laughs> sort of at that point where we're just reciting funny moments from the episode of Community. Yeah, which is like uh, what's new. I just think that this is like an expertly constructed episode with some of the most memorable bits that we've gotten in a long time. Uh, I feel like this is the moment in the show 
where it finds its true stride with this cast and its own late stage identity. I think this is like when we're like this right here, that shit's community. It's it's sure. man, it's a I love this episode. Ranking's gonna be intriguing. last episode and this episode are very much like, hey, we found our sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Let's, and let's next one too, right? right uh, I'm not I'm not crazy about the next three. I think they're I think they're okay. Next but one's the, the wedding, though, right? No, the next one is where they make a fake sci-fi movie. Um, oh, intro what? to recycled cinema. Um, so that's our Wait. that's our next one on the. Docket. When's the wedding one? Did I miss the wedding? That's one? the second to last episode of them all. Oh oh sh- oh whoa! That is there's no chance in hell they gave the next episode a higher rating than this episode. It's bananas. I cannot. I don't know what <laughs> this feels like. What happens to every review site on the internet, which is one I, nascent internet community decides that this is the thing they hate or this is the thing they love, and just blast the review bomb you know a a website so it's actually unusable for people that just want to know if something is good like they might like a movie or not um you know i don't hot bag of shit yeah (laughs) i i everyone needs to stop using rotten tomatoes today like stop stop it uh imdb not better because (laughs) imdb user rankings are like imd better i am don't Bet I might do better. Yeah. <laughs> is, I might do better. I might oh do better. God. Uh except they bought Box Office Mojo and tanked that website, so they won't do better. They're not gonna do better. Um mm. but uh but IMDB it's uh, the user ranking like if you go to IMDB's top two hundred and fifty movies of all time, it is so funny. Cause you're like <laughs> Shawshank Redemption number one movie of all time? <laughs> Shut okay. Uh Dark Knight in the top ten movies? What? Don't you From, love it? It's a good movie, but I wouldn't place it top ten of all time. Of all time? There's multiple guy Richie movies here. Shown by their fucking choices immediately. Yeah. Shawshank and Batman. Top ten. Or, nice. yeah, top 10. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's wild. Go check out the IMDb Top 250 sometime. It's fucking bananas. Right now. Um, I'll just try and keep going. If Green Knight's not up there by the end of the year. It won't be, because that movie has been very divisive with audiences, because audiences are trained to be taught by, like, little babies. <laughs> and so Audiences movie- are trained to be... To be- with on, training wheels all the time. Like yeah. honestly, it's, it's like top three is the Shawshank Redemption at one. Number two is the Godfather. Number three is the Dark Knight. Then number four is the number Godfather three, Part Two. Number three number movie. Three movie of all time. Of, What's of the oldest time. movie on this list? What's the oldest movie on this uh, list? Oldest I'm like seeing t- so far as number five, Twelve Angry Men, fifty-seven. Citizen Kane is on there somewhere. Um, it's not top last, 10, I'll tell you last that. time I looked at the IMDb top 250, but you know, then I had to get a new computer cause I threw up on it. Um, <laughs> I cracked an egg on it. I cracked a fucking egg on my computer. Star Wars episode five makes top 20. Empire strikes back 20 best <laughs> of all time. Of all apparently, time? Guys, apparently Star Wars episode five, the empire strikes back is better than parasite. So. 
disagree. <laughs> yeah, hard disagree. I disagree, Gary. Also, I, I wouldn't disagree. hold them next to each other in no, any way. Very different. Like, why the fuck are they on the same list? The inherent uh, problem of ranking uh, movies. Speaking of which, let's rank some community episodes, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> the inherent Great segue. Well hold done. On. Let's do that first. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so the end tag on this one, uh, the last appearance of Britta's parents where they're playing The Ears Have It. This is That's actually a really funny bit where it's the, really the way that those old couples have a language that nobody understands. They, <laughs> it's like, really, it's it's a surprisingly heartwarming uh, post-credit, honestly. But, and it's but funny. then you get also. <laughs> I love the moment butt. where Britta has already left the room and you see her shadow pass ever so briefly by the window and you just oh. hear a passing moment of but like, then, just, like growling to herself. Oh, it's you, so You have Leslie fun. Ann Warren looking at the, the rules for the game and she's like, I think we did something wrong. And you have Martin Mull stare into the middle distance and say, oh, I know. I we know did we did. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about their daughter is so funny. Are these post credits right here? Uh, yeah, these are all these are all post credits. I'm gonna put this higher than the Pierce poop rap, honestly. I think this is gonna break the top twenty-five Ooh. easily. <laughs> Doctor Doogie Secret. Ah, this is. This is tough. I don't. Which ones, which ones? Porn names? Maybe it is a little bit lower. Maybe it is like just barely. Yeah, I think it's just outside the twenty-five. George Washington Lemon Fresca. George Washington. How many pornos did you make today? Five hundred and twelve. This one at um. I actually might make it twenty-six. I think it's just a little bit above Troy and Abed Dine and Dash. Maybe just below Ooh. Hickey and Duncan related. Okay. Or now maybe we're... this is the new twenty-five. I think this is the new number 28. Fake Fire Alarm. Because Fake Fire Alarm okay. is one of the funniest okay. fucking things to me. I don't know why. I don't know why. Troy and Abed yes. and Annie in the morning. <laughs> I, I can put, I'll go, I can go with 28. Yeah, I like 28. Um, that's, I don't know, the, that's the ears have it. Okay. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, fucking pulling it, <laughs> just coming off. And then turning to the dean and go cancel school or we tell everybody is the <laughs> funniest shit to me. I don't know why. It me. No, it's oh. great. It's a perfect example of what the show was at that time. It's so we can cancel school, school or we tell everybody. Everybody. It's good. It's very good. It's fucking great. Oh now God. we get to the episode proper. Um uh-huh. So we've all we've all talked about how much we like this episode. This so I've I've found our top ranked season six episodes so far, which is Queer Studies and Advanced Waxing at number fourteen. So that perhaps one first is order of business. Real quick. That's where the dean is gay, but not gay. Mm. He comes out as approximately two sevenths of what he is. And this one I think is definitely better than that. So at its wow. lowest ranking, I'm gonna say that this episode would be the new 14, but it might go a little bit higher than that actually. Wow. I mean, I love it. Love a strong season six standing. Um, Daddy host, how do you feel? Very partial to basic lupine neurology, and I know that I'm supposed to be as objective as possible during this. <laughs> <laughs> i'm um, sorry as objective in this opinion 
<laughs> like, this is all opinion. There's no math. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to I'm supposed to be – I just fine. realized that I said out loud I'm supposed to be as objective as possible while ranking episodes of a show on a list of episodes of a show. Oh, we Google all drive. rank. Oh, it's a Word document, not even. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put this – so for – so am I are you saying that you put it at 14? Oh no, I'm not sure. Go ahead though. I was going to say I'm going to put this at um at the new 12. I think it is just under I think it's just under Meow Meow Beans and just um, it's either 12 or 13. It's just under Meow Meow Beans and I'm kind of going back and forth between uh Ask Crack Bandit and this one. Oh, but basically, Pine and Paul. Mm. It's good. No, maybe it is my fourteen. It's quite good. It's right there. It's top. It's top fifteen for me, easily, Love but that. not top ten. That ten, you can't crack it. You can't crack that, that ten. ten. There's and only Meow one Meow episode is right this there season 11, that would like. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, Meow Beans right there outside. I think. And I then you've got. More than then you've got Asprack and Dick Wolf. That's a. God, what a string. Look at that. You know, Good. which, like, something? two great episodes. I put – this one is in that same field as Ask Crack Bandit and and basically Pine Neurology. The difference is this episode isn't a pastiche like both of those are, which right. is what early community was known for. This one – later community doesn't do as much of the pastiches as far as I'm aware. No, and, there's really – there's only one, like, out-and-out pastiche episode this season. You know, right. they, they pull some, some flavor a little – Sure, they make reference. They're self-aware. Um, you know, clearly, it's part of the the language. But right, but I it's don't... definitely more of a season one vibe where we're not completely transforming the visual language of the show. Right. Every week. And they do <sighs> such a great job with Ask Crack Bandit and the 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 Law and Order. Yeah, this could be fourteen for me. I'm down with that. Fourteen, just above Cruise Dyson's Advanced Boxing. I would, you know, I am I am not quite as hot on Law and Order. As I want to give it the edge the to this episode too. Yeah. So, so, so I would. My my alternate is I think this episode's funnier than Meow Meow Beans. You know what? Yeah. Like I I, I think this agree, could be though. the eleven. Like when I first think about Meow Meow Beans, I'm like, no, 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 and then I think about it a little bit more, and I'm like, actually. I'm like, glad you said that because I was on the fence about whether or not I felt good about that opinion, but I I kind of agree. I could actually put this as the new eleven and be totally fine with that. Kev, thoughts? I'll allow it. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can tell if he was pissed or if he wanted to kiss us on the I mouth. I was like, "What's happening?" Was like, what did we do? Period of silence. New number. Experienced. We broke Kevin. Eleven. <laughs> I've never been fixed. You can't break me. <laughs> you can't oh, break what ain't what ain't intact. I am. I've I don't know if you've noticed. I am wearing a cardigan with no shirt. I am wearing a yarn there are cardigan. Two kinds of people that would say the phrase "I've never been fixed." You can't break me. One of them is Kevin, and the other one is a is dog Batman? with a massive ego. <laughs> oh, okay. The other one is like. Rorschach. Oh, yeah. You can't break me. I don't know why I made him Jason Statham as a dog, but oh, no, but I fixed. like it. You can't break me. <laughs> you can't <laughs> break me. I've never you been fixed. Dominic Toretto. It reminds me of that fucking episode of Rick and Morty when the dogs take over. Where are my Wait. testicles, Summer? Where are my, where are my testicles, Summer? <laughs> where are my testicles, Summer? <laughs> it's so good. 
it's so good. So I was trying to my parents, like, because I know if my dog asked me that, I'd be like, well, I was trying to explain Rick and Morty to my parents, you know, without getting into the dynamic of how, like, sure. I love the show, but the fan base is, like, super fucking toxic a lot of the time, and it's really complicated. Without getting into any of that, I was like, how do I explain the vibe of this show and what's so great about it without completely making you off-put from it? I know you're not going to watch it no matter what, so I just explained the where are my testicles summer moment to them. Where are my testicles summer? Where are my testicles summer? Oh, that's man. Just my, that's just my... My uh, my owner's name for me. Please, call me Snowball. Or Fluff, whatever it is, Fluffy? Fluffle. It was Snowball. It was Fluff. Snowball. You got it. Did? Okay. You cool. nailed it. You, I'm just bad with names as the established. Did. We did ah, yes. Uh, I love it. Um, okay, while well, I'm plugging this into the old uh, rankometer. Oh, um, what are the numbers? All, Give me the math. Y'all got any pluggable pluggables uh, for us this week? Um... Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. We're not. We're not. Not uh, New Zealand. Was it New Zealand had their first COVID case in like six months, and they shut the country. They shut every. They literally went into lockdown immediately. New Zealand knows how to do it. They know. They know how to do it. They sure do. I'm terrible. To, you had the accent. I tried to do it. I couldn't do it. It. It didn't happen. Sorry. Just try, just try and talk like Korg. Hello. 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 My name is friend Meek. Happy to be here. Catcher. You know, the Rats, they're the tablets, but, you know, members of society. They were made out of paper. Paper beats rock. I can't hey, it's me. You're pal Hitler. Don't that alarm you? Unless, of course, you're alarm. made of scissors. This is me. He's got knives for hands. He's got knives for hands. So there's it. So oh, my that. God, your hammer pulls you off. Last time I had a revolution, I didn't pass out enough pamphlets, so no one uh, showed up except for my mum and my stepdad, who I hate. What? <laughs> oh my god. The hammer I was so off. happy that they gave him a cameo in, uh, in the Suicide Squad. That was just a perfect... I was like, is that That's fucking Taika? What do you... Yeah, it's fucking Taika. Like, of course it is. There he is. I knew he was in it, because he was in the opening credits, but I didn't know where. And I was like, oh, there he is. Oh, he was in oh, opening credits. Are, I missed it. I didn't see it. there are directors in superhero Here's the thing. directordom who would be right. friends. It's James, James Gunn and Tiger with TV. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that checks out. I remember yeah, the, there's the a reason that part is not Joe Russo. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. precisely. There's a reason that one is not Kenneth Branagh. Right. Um, I just, I think, like, <laughs> I just, when I, I couldn't help it, but upon watching these Suicide Squad, I was like, this is a bunch of people who work for Marvel just having fun. Being like, eh, it's not a Marvel project. Oh, we so can make can a Marvel movie with violence and cursing. Let's fucking go. Yeah, but it's them also profiting explicitly off of the relationship the audience has with them in a Marvel. Like the like the amount of cameos to like Guardians stuff. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is oh, actually Francis is like in the yeah. Movie. Like they give her a shot for no good reason, and I'm not mad about it. But it's very clearly like James Gunn being like, anyway, watch my other movie. <laughs> I like how much he likes. His friends and brother getting paid. That's I something I really love. I like when brothers. A, I like when a director has a little company, like a little, <laughs> yeah, like, like a little Anderson set does of it too. Also, with Wes them, Anderson like, does uh, it maybe better than anybody else. Robert yeah. Altman. It's always like, oh, hey, it's you know, you go see, you go see the new James Gunn, and you're like, 
oh, Rooker's going to be here, Fillion's going to be here, Sean Gunn is going to be we here. Know we know Sean's going to be there. Also, we if there is a green how. screen, and if there nice. is a like a morph suit, like motion cap character with no face, you know it's going to be His Sean as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, here's the thing. Thank when you. we saw yes. uh, Weasel, whatever uh, the fucking... Weasel, my husband. My, my husband, Your husband, Weasel when he comes out, when squad. he sp- pokes his little head out of the thing and goes... Argh! Like, does that scream thing. I was cackling. Not because of how funny the moment was, which it was a funny moment, but I was visualizing Sean Gunn in a green morph suit with white dots doing exactly that performance, and I lost my mind. (laughs) So funny. So So your name is just letters? All names are letters. (laughs) (laughs) All names. (laughs) His hands go out and just fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Just smack people a little bit. What the fuck? It's, I love that moment because it was them being like, one, the, it's, it's like, then they, then they kill all of them. And it's like, hey, Suicide Squad, yeah, that movie, dead. Killed it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> Forget about it. All of these characters that we just got you attached to, yeah, fuck them, right? Perfect way of being like the original Suicide Squad is dead. Also, amazing way to be like, look, these are DC characters. They're kind of dumb and a little campy. Just go with it, Okay. Just go with it. Just go with it. Stop trying to make everything make sense. Just go with it. It's a goofy sci-fi. Stop calling him the devil of Hell's Kitchen. His name is Daredevil. We showed up to a fucking show called Daredevil. Don't try and make it cool. Don't try. <laughs> don't try and trick me. Okay, I know I'm. I know I'm watching a baby book up there. Just let yeah, me. Google Gaga punch the bad guy. Just do the fucking thing. You know they didn't try and make Polka Dot Man edgy. <laughs> I love that they didn't. Also, the special effects team just had a fucking field day with his mom. Just so brilliant. Funny. So fucking Sorry. funny. That's a good movie. Why did it, why people fun. tell me that you were here? We didn't, we didn't see them. I don't, I don't know. I pictured that they were my mom and I killed them all. <laughs> she was just like, fuck. Oh, I fuck. Was watching, I was watching it with Jessica. They were like, why are they killing all these people? Who are these people? Why are they killing them? Why do they need to kill them? And I was like, and it's, it's like, oh my god, the way Peacemaker just disrespectfully just fucking shun, 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 shun. The, the person sleeping. <laughs> I love it so much. Man. He's like, what are you doing? Anyway, we didn't didn't Cam ask about our plugs. Yeah, I did. So that's the plug, the Suicide Squad. Go watch suicide I had a fun squad. time. I can't stop thinking about it. I guess that I enjoyed the movie. Had yeah. a good time. Um, I will. I will plug a different film, if that is okay. Do it. Pleases the pleases the court. Please provide some sort of court. Um. Yes. So, uh, uh, another movie that you can probably still catch in theaters, and you will soon be able to catch on Amazon because it has the Amazon Studios logo before it. Which don't let that influence uh, your opinion here. Um. It is a musical, new musical, starring uh, Adam Driver. What? And Marion Cotillard. Cotillard. Yeah, what is this one called? It, with music by Sparks. Uh, oh, it is yeah. called It is called Annette. It is the wildest fucking movie I have seen in years. Now, is it old Sparks music put to a plot, or did Sparks write new Fully music for the new intention of musical, musical score? Holy Fully new musical shit. score. And it, like, if it reeks of, like, late period Sparks... And, like, their love of repetition, gaining new meaning, their love of... Uh, anyway, uh, don't want to get into 
the miasma of the band sparks um this movie will not be for everyone i have rarely sat in a movie theater and go oh people are either going to people are going to hate this but there's also going to be a bunch of people that screen this every year in a big theater like it's one of those movies it's really wild to watch something uh doing that right before your eyes annette like the the woman's name like annette benning um it is completely buck wild i encourage no one to look anything up about it before you watch it just watch it just do it you might not like it but i would encourage you to go in as blind uh, as possible (laughs) it went in so many fucking bizarre ass directions again i'm saying full right now you might not like it i saw it with my buddy kev and he did not care for it he was very upset but i was like this is one of the best things i've seen this year this movie is fucking wild uh, it goes in so many bizarre right. directions. I'm very, I don't I'm even... very interested. There's so many upsetting elements. At one point, Marianne Cotillard sings a song while Adam Driver eats her out. Like, that's the kind of movie <laughs> that we're watching. Um, okay. I loved it. It's on Amazon? I loved it. It's, uh, it is produced by Amazon, so I know it'll be there eventually. I don't know. Well, it's, you know what? I got fucking Amazon on this computer. <laughs> I just I can look fu- it up. I can fucking you. look it up. I saw it in the theater, the Nighthawk uh, Prospect Park. Um, it's not yet available on Amazon. Uh, coming to Amazon August 20th, so three days from this recording. All so right. by the time this episode is up, you can watch Annette on Amazon Prime. Uh, right. Do it. And you you know what? If you if you hate it, and this goes for the listeners. I'll if blame you. you. Annette, if I hate it, I'll blame you. Send. Feel free to DM me. If you did not enjoy this movie, because Kevin, you led me astray. That you may might have not. been the worst I, hour and twenty five minutes. I've hour and twenty. Spent. It's over two hours. <laughs> um, it's it's. Listen, I have said so many times right here. You might not like. <laughs> you might in fact hate it, but I do think it deserves to be seen. <laughs> I do All think right. you should just watch it and decide for yourself because <laughs> it's buck fucking wild and beautiful. It just like looks so arresting. Um, it's just complete. It's it's. A, I'm infatuated with Adam Driver, so I have a feeling I'm gonna like it. Oh, he's. Oh, you. Mm, it's tasty. Um, I have a thing get, that I do now. Me and my buddy. Whenever we like something, we make a start, make the okay sign with our hands and go, "Good soup," because of that one time he fucking <laughs> does that in a movie. I found I found just like a TikTok or some shit. What? It's just him going. On some soup, putting the spoon down and going, good soup. Who is That's this? It. Adam Driver? Yes. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. my Adam God. Driver, like Adam Driver, soup. good soup. I oh, it's say... from Girls. It's from HBO's Girls. Okay. Yeah, oh, now okay. I just say good soup to shit. Can you believe that just like six years ago, Adam Driver was that guy on Girls, and now he has worked with all of our greatest living directors. <laughs> yeah, wow. What a, honestly, what a like blow up. Ten years ago, Adam Driver was a Marine who got out and was like, fuck that. Adam oh, Driver I... was a Marine? Yes. Correct. Yes. And then he got out of the Marine Corps and said, how do I take this giant, kind of weird, kind of disproportionate frame and face and make it so that everyone fucking knows it? And he did it. Make it. it. <laughs> fucking fashion. Uh, and I love yeah, it to death. Rules. Uh, the actor of his generation, at least so far. You know, he's and he's done it all. Like, 
he's done Cohen, he's done Spielberg, he's done Scorsese, he's done Leoz Carax, he's done it all. What Spielberg did he do? Oh, he's in like Lincoln or some shit. I can't. Adam. Adam Driver's in Lincoln. What? Lincoln was. I think he's right. Lincoln was Spielberg. Whoa. Think he's in Lincoln. Now I'm looking it up. Adam Driver Spielberg. That looks like a picture from Lincoln. No, he's. Uh, hold on, I'll figure this out. <laughs> Adam Driver's film directors. A list from IMDb. Clint Eastwood. He's working with Clint Eastwood. Ew. Noah Baumbach. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. It was on Lincoln. It Ethan was Lincoln. Lincoln. Joel Cohen. Uh, it was on Lincoln. J.J. Uh, Abrams. One of our great <laughs> living directors. Jim Jarmusch. Martin Scorsese. Steven Soderbergh. Ryan Johnson. Spike Lee. <laughs> Terry Gilliam. <laughs> Uh, he was on, oh that's right white uh black Klansman. he's really great in black Klansman. Oh, he gave one of my favorite monologues i've heard in a long time like i very rarely hear monologues about like being jewish and like not relating to it entirely and being like whoa i relate to that and that when i was like holy shit very cool yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i'm rereading all of john oliver's fucking requests of adam driver and they're fucking <laughs> hilarious Choke slam me to hell, you nasty shed. Jam your mandible claw down my throat, you irredeemable steer. What the fuck? Ah, oh, these are so funny. Pull my heart out through my ear, you meaty oak tree. Impale my brain, you unacceptable monstrosity. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Oh, sneeze in my McFlurry, you pensive bison. <laughs> you pensive bison. Ravage my lungs, you relentless hillock. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Shattered my knees, you fuckable redwood. Snap off my big toes, you big unwashed buffalo. <laughs> what is it with relating him to like either like trees or like big, large big he's animals? Because he's huge. He is big. He's, he's like big six foot six. He's massive. Oh shit. Yeah, when yeah, he's, he's towering over Daisy Ridley in Star Wars, he's not on a box. He's fucking massive. And like, you know, Daisy Ridley, not a tall woman. Adam Driver, very tall man. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. It's sort of, it's like a, it's like a Gillian Jacobs, Alison Brie, and Joel McHale kind of situation where you're like, these two don't fit in the frame. <laughs> these two, you gotta back the camera the fuck up to shove these people in the, in the frame together. Yeah, God they would give it. Tom Cruise two milk crates to do a. <laughs> See, well, it's that shot from fucking uh, uh, Fast Five where they've got, uh, where they've got uh, Vin and they're trying to make him seem like he's the same height as, as the Rock, as and the you're Rock, like, and they're doing, no. it's just you're like, babe, no. we know, don't fucking, uh, it's you're, so the Rock is tight. a literal giant, and you are big but you're short like he's no big and then the rock shows up you know what i mean and then the rock like he... is like puny human the damn fuck the rock can't even like put his arms down you know he's like stay the fuck out of my way yeah he, he <laughs> can't pat his own fucking rock. back man out of rocks my name is Dwayne. hey guys my name's Dwayne. some people call me rock <laughs> <laughs> I'm the rook. I'm really a kind and, and lovable man. I once sang in Moana. It was kind of cool. <laughs> I had Kevin's, long hair. Kevin's friend uh, Trace wrote a book about me. <laughs> my, uh, my daughter doesn't believe me though. She thinks I'm a lawyer when I tell her that's me. 
She don't. I'd take three showers a day because I work out that much. <laughs> there is a high to Korg in Moana. I'm ready for it. Oh, I so. think we need to end this podcast. Well, it's because Jermaine Clement is the fucking giant snail. Uh, huh? Um, yeah. Yes. Little semi semi mini god. He's great. Yeah, I've watched I'm, that movie a lot. I yeah, I was about to say, which one of us has a daughter? Hmm, tough to tell. I tough can do the Moana. I can do the Moana rap. I can do the Moana. Yes, I can. I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna say I believe you and not put that expectation on you. That's right. Next episode, I'll do it. Okay, Ooh, that's really. Uh, we'll be fucking back. Go to bed. <laughs> Wait, no, I gotta. Uh, I'm gonna be out like all day tomorrow, so I'm gonna like work out after this. So I wash my hair like right before I go to bed. Uh, so that's my plan the evening um we'll be back next week uh for an episode where dan Harmon is grinding out his guardians of the galaxy demons uh but until next week pop pop and also with you pop pop what is no? I meant to do the Superman thing. <laughs> you Star start. Wars you habit. turned it into Star Wars. Yeah. You turned it into. What a theme! John Williams did both of those. I just I just picked the wrong John Williams score. Kind of knows what he's doing. I think. He's real good at themes. Real good at themes. He's pretty Sweet. good. Hey, coming at you. Hot take. John Williams. Pretty good at putting music in uh, Whoa. movies. Hey, hey, slow down. <laughs> I know. Chill out. Really, coming at you. All right. Chill out. The hot takes. Maybe not like my favorite, but he's pretty good. Can't really deny it. I have to pee for the third time. We Jaws <laughs> theme? on podcast right now. Jaws theme. Yo, I peed so many times during this podcast. <laughs> Congratulations. Jake's company. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Reading glass and healing needles Amputated hearts are never whole Too bright Dreaming as a screaming Seagulls feed on parts of me I keep below Oh, oh, oh Take off your belt Let me go away You, you, you know you know what